This is the Recap, a review of the day's news in the Tri-States area for Tuesday, February 20th, 2024. With Tri-States Public Radio News, I'm Mike Murray. Water access to Galesburg's Lake Story remains closed because of a diesel fuel leak on state-owned property. Tri-States Public Radio's Jane Carlson has more details on the situation. The Galesburg Sanitary District discovered the leak while working near Lake Story on February 8th and called it into dispatch. We found where it's coming from, so I figured I'd let you guys know um, the old animal science building up there. 2100 South Lake Story Road. The former animal disease lab closed in 2017 and is now considered state surplus property. There's a larger generator and it runs on diesel fuel and it looks like it's leaking out of the tank and uh, may have been doing it for a while. So um, it's making it down to the creek and into Lake Story. The building is typically not occupied, and the state says the generator served no operational purpose for the property. Its fuel pump malfunctioned and released between 100 and 200 gallons of red dye diesel into a storm drain, which then emptied into a creek that connects to the city-owned Lake Story. Rainbow oil sheen and red-dyed fuel have been seen in the water near where the creek meets the lake. A contractor hired to remediate the spill has deployed dozens of absorbent booms and says the majority of the contamination is in three coves and along their banks. Vegetation is also being removed. However, last week a small area of thicker oil sheen was seen upwind of that location, indicating that an unknown amount of petroleum had migrated further into the lake. The city then announced it was closing water access out of an abundance of caution. The Illinois Environmental Protection Agency and Emergency Management Agency have been involved with the response. I'm Jane Carlson. The National Weather Service says there is a below-normal risk for flooding along the Mississippi River this spring. The agency says there is not much snowpack in the region or in the headwater areas to the north. In addition, soil moisture levels are normal or below normal, which will allow the ground to soak up precipitation. Changes in the weather could change the flood outlook. Illinois lawmakers are back in Springfield today with some potential fireworks overspending on the horizon. Illinois Public Radio's Alex Degman reports. The long march toward next month's primary election continues. Much of lawmakers' time has been spent so far introducing bills and preparing for post-election work. They spend significantly more time at the Capitol starting in March. This month, the focus is Governor J.B. Pritzker's annual State of the State and Budget Address, happening tomorrow at noon. Expects some major policy disagreements to surface. The governor's Office of Management and Budget predicted a deficit next year as education, pension, and other costs continue to rise. I'm Alex Dagman. Black health advocacy groups are calling on Illinois to properly fund black-led HIV and AIDS treatment providers. They say the Illinois Department of Public Health is behind on releasing grant dollars through the African American HIV AIDS Response Act. In a statement, the department said they know more can be done and are creating a temporary team to help providers through the application process. Advocate Criola Hampton says centers could shut down without funding. It is because of the red tape and the bureaucracy of our government that the money is not getting to where it needs to. The black legislators do the work. We need the government agencies to do the work as well. While black people make up 15% of the population in Illinois, they make up almost half of the people living with HIV, according to the 2020 census. 
Illinois' electric vehicle charging infrastructure is on pace to double this year thanks to an influx of state and federal funding. The investments are aimed at supporting both federal and state environmental goals. The Biden administration wants EVs to make up half of all U.S. vehicle sales by 2030. And Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker's goal is to have one million EVs on the state's roads by that same year. Illinois could become the eighth state to eliminate its sub-minimum wage for tipped workers, which is currently $8.40 an hour. A proposed bill would require employers to pay staff the state's full minimum wage, which is $14 an hour. Audra Wilson heads the Shriver Center on Poverty Law. She says the sub-minimum wage is not sustainable for service industry workers who rely on tips. But some restaurant owners say the legislation is too much and too soon and that they could not afford servers at that pay level. In today's feature, students who don't read well by the third grade are more likely to drop out or take longer to graduate. That's according to the education-focused Annie E. Casey Foundation. And there are a lot of kids who are struggling in Illinois. It's why parents and teachers pushed the state to create a new literacy plan that says schools should spend more time teaching letter sounds or phonics over other reading methods. Illinois Public Radio's Emily Hayes has the story. Raid! Raid! Add buck to the beginning! Raid! Ride! Ride! Add buck to the beginning! Ride! Raidle! You can tell by her enthusiasm that teacher Kelly Alikan used to be a cheerleader. Today she's teaching second graders, including Calvin Cohen at Mead Park Elementary in Danville, how to sound out words. <laughs> the super... Why? Swatter? Swatter, yep. Starts. Why? Started, Started swatting. And usually each week we just have a new sound of the week to work on. So we practice it and then Fridays we test on it. This is called phonics, and she's doing what research says is the best way to teach young children how to read. Reading is a is a newer advent in human history. That's Erica Tiemann. She's the director of standards and instruction for the Illinois State Board of Education. She says most kids need explicit instruction, including what sounds letters make or phonics. And so our brain is not naturally hardwired to know how to read. In 2001, Congress commissioned a study that found systematically teaching kids to sound out words works better than using the whole language strategy. That's where students focus more on guessing words based on story context. But whole language theory has been very influential, and Tanea York says not enough kids are learning phonics. She's a former principal and a literacy consultant. You can't have classrooms where students um, doing a lot of independent reading in time but haven't really learned how to read. In fact, 38 percent of Illinois students didn't have basic reading skills by the fourth grade in 2022, according to the National Assessment of Educational Progress. That's just above the national average. Black and Hispanic children are even less likely to be proficient than white children. And we have not been serving our black children well. We need to interrogate why. And if they are not learning how to read, then we need to be looking at what structures we need to put in place. It's the reason York joined the Illinois Early Literacy Coalition. This group of parents and educators got a law passed last year. It required the State Board of Education to create a literacy plan, which was adopted on January 24th. Erica Tiemann helped write the plan. While phonics plays a key role, it isn't the only thing in it. It is a foundational skill. It's not the entire 
focus of the plan, but it's definitely an important piece of literacy, evidence-based literacy instruction. Mead Park Principal Tanner DeLoyer wishes he learned more about phonics when he was first training to become a middle school teacher. I also wish I had more of a primary mindset teaching fifth grade because I think it would have made me a better teacher. But the new plan is just a guide for school districts. They don't have to do anything different under the law, and that's a concern for York. It's like we're inviting people to try to do the right thing. <laughs> like, that's kind of how it's written. It, that makes me say it may not have the impact that we would want it to really have. Tiemann says mandating changes would be difficult because so many administrators and teachers would have to learn so much in a short period of time. And she says mandates are not always effective. Generally, if you can get people to critically reflect on their practices and really identify, you know, we may need to consider changes to this and get them to arrive at those conclusions on their own, the adoption of that work that needs to be done and the ownership of that work is going to be on them. In between classes, Mead Park Principal Tanner DeLoyer says phonics has already been a focus in Danville Public Schools since the district adopted a new reading curriculum a few years ago, so very little will change. Um, and really just getting every staff member trained with that and being on the same page so we have a common language across the board. Um, and students, you know, I, even though mobility is high um, across the district and in Mead Park, um, students will have the same instruction throughout. Despite high poverty rates, the school is doing well, according to the state report card. Black students improved faster in reading last year than their peers at almost any other school in East Central Illinois. The state has to prepare training courses for teachers and administrators on the lessons in the literacy plan by January 2025. I'm Emily Hayes. In the weather for our listening area for today, sunny skies with a high in the upper 50s. South winds at 5 to 15 miles an hour could gust as high as 20 miles an hour at times. For tonight, partly cloudy skies with a low in the mid-30s. For TSPR News, I'm Mike Murray. Tri-State's Public Radio is part of the NPR Network.